Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Push-Pull Podcast, Stories of Human Migration, Season 2. I'm David Arnsparger, AP World History teacher at James Clements High School in Madison, Alabama. And today, our guest is my favorite student, Rainer Schramm. Rainer has a story uh, about his grandfather and uh, the, uh, t- the types of movement that he did in the mid to late 1960s. So, Rainer, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Okay. Um, Tell us about your grandfather. So, um, so he was from the Motor City, a.k.a. Detroit. It was known as the Motor City that time because that was where the, that was majorly where the car industry was booming around that time. And so pretty much right after he graduated high school, he, um, he hitchhiked from Detroit to California, which he had already done before in high school. But so for a second time, he hitchhiked over to California, and in California, he actually got drafted for the Vietnam War, but um, when he went to the uh, recruiting office or whatever, he, the um, medical doctor there told him that he wasn't fit for service due to some medical reason, and so basically he got told to take a vacation, enjoy his life, and not be in Vietnam, and so... It's not really migration per se, but he moved to Europe and visited around there. And All right, let's back this up because this is kind of an interesting story, right? He they moved from Detroit as a young, I don't know, how old was he, 18, 19, 20, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Um, goes to California, gets drafted, um, fails the physical. Um, one of the things we remember about this time, Rainer, is that a lot of young people in the mid to late 60s, were kind of disillusioned with, um, you know, society, government, the war in Vietnam. Um, lots of stuff was going on at that time. And young people, uh, some young people, not all, but there was a certain amount of young people that just um, kind of wanted to travel around to see what's going on. That's what it sounds like your grandfather Yeah, he did. definitely fit that category. Yeah, so when we talk about push-pull and migration... Obviously, it seems like there was a little bit of push to leave Detroit, maybe some economic, yeah. and maybe some he just wanted to get out of there, okay? Um, and then just to bring it back into the context of young people at that time, so a lot of young people traveled around our country, traveled around Europe. Um, where all did he travel uh, seeking to find himself, so to speak? So he was in Europe for a while, you know, visited a bunch of places like that, like all the blown up buildings from World War II, visited the Berlin Wall. That didn't go too well for him visiting there, but, you know, he made it back safely. Um, now, if he was over in Berlin, this, was, this wasn't too many years after they started erecting the wall, right? Yeah. So, um, does he have any stories about visiting Berlin at that time? Definitely. So, one day he um, hopped on a train to visit um, the east side of the Berlin Wall, which was the uh, Russian side, which is more to keep the Russians in, I believe. And he got off, um, looked around, and he saw the soldiers, was a little bit scared, and they uh, they stopped him and was like... Right, Juliet Cortez, please come to the front desk. Right Juliet um, Cortez, to the front desk. Recording during lunch. Okay, so he was on, he was in uh, Berlin, uh, Germany. He was on the he was on the communist side yep. of the wall, so he was on the East German side. Okay, and so the soldiers stopped him. They were you know talking and trying to like get his information in Russian, but 
He did not know Russian at the time, and so they took him to a concrete bunker for a few hours, you know, checked out his passport, making sure he wasn't a spy or nothing, and they eventually sent him back over on the train. But it definitely kind of scared him a little bit, and so after a little while after that, he moved yeah. back to yeah, so he spent some time there. Um, did he? Did a lot of young people travel all over our country at that time? Um, is there any place that he ended up settling down in, or any other place that he went to? Yeah, so um, when my grandfather Tommy Schramm, when he moved back to the United States, he kind of took up this pattern. He was went down to Machu Picchu somewhere along. That journey met my grandma. They didn't necessarily get married right away, but they were definitely, you know, hooking up, dating, and they went down to Machu Picchu, you know, traveled, touristed for a little while. Then they traveled back up the East Coast, and they took a little pit stop in um, Portland, Oregon. They really liked it there, went up to Alaska for the summer, came back down, and they settled in Oregon. They had one kid there, moved to Vancouver, Washington, and finally settled down there but they would um keep traveling down to mexico by car you know revisit the journey that they had um, wow. and he still tries to do it but covid messed that up a little bit okay uh yeah so kind of interesting i guess you could put it in a category of sort of non-standard not necessarily a pattern of migration so to speak but definitely a uh, a pattern that a lot of young young people uh, went through in Definitely. the mid to late 60s and early 70s probably sounds like for him too where um, you know they were tra- people travel around uh, for enjoyment and to try to figure out what they wanted to do in life so all right that's a that's an interesting story uh, Rainer thank you for being on the show today Definitely. thank you for having me okay